I V M. Hello one, hello all. Welcome to the Diary of the Traveling Professor. And I'm Siddharth Deshmukh recording this particular diary entry of mine on a nice Sunday morning in March. Yeah, it looks like the temperature has kind of reduced, so it's become a little bearable. I got my first vaccine shot. Yeah, because I belong to a doctor's family, not because I'm old people, but because I belong to a doctor's family. So you're able to get yourself vaccinated and uh, I didn't feel anything. I could go and work out in the gym and in a few days, I just took it easy, just taught a little, but uh, I could go and work out today and I did not particularly feel any ill effects of the vaccine. So I guess I must have been lucky because there have been a few people who have been vaccinated and not particularly lucky. They've kind of, you know, had uh, been under the weather, got some temperature. So I guess it's an individualistic reaction, but I do feel good. I do feel good at being vaccinated. The second shot is yet awaited. And uh, that's how life goes. Well, feeling all chipper and all that after the gym, because, you know, nothing like a workout, nothing like a Sunday workout to make you feel good and virtuous and, and on with it, right? And talking about virtuous, I'm wondering what has happened to Google's don't be evil slogan, which they've kind of quietly slunk away, you know, over the years. They started off as don't be evil. They were, you know, Basically, idealistic is what I'd like to believe at that point in time. And over a period of time, they found it very, very difficult to kind of live up to their slogan of don't be evil. Not that they're doing evil things, but I guess Google is so ubiquitous and omnipresent that we are finding it really, really difficult to actually imagine Google not being used for nefarious purposes by, you know, crazy people, right? So I guess it was wise of them to, you know, get rid of that particular uh, slogan, I suppose. But I love that slogan, by the way. Talking about getting rid of Google's search engine, you know, is, is pretty amazing. I've been trying Google's search engine and comparing it to DuckDuckGo. And it is a pretty interesting experience. So if I go to Google's search engine and I type in, you know, something that I'm looking for, you know, some furniture or something of that sort. And I go to duckduckgo.com and I type in the same thing. Well, duckduckgo kind of just picks up what I have typed in and throws up results based upon that search string. While Google is also kind of parsing your past history, your preferences, and God knows what other data you've given to it. And so the results are very, very different. Now, you might argue that Google's results might be having more meaning to you, but there is a, some, there is a certain comfort, I think. When you listen to, uh, or rather, when you see DuckDuckGo's results, you know, being very devoid, being very devoid of any sort of personal preference, there's something there. In fact, I was just telling my students the other day that Wikipedia is, is a pretty interesting site on the internet because I think it is one of the few sites which is not customized or personalized or whatever the hell you want to call it uh, for you. You know, whether you go to Wikipedia's page and I go to Wikipedia's page, we are going to see the same information. And there's a certain comfort in that. I know that the internet brings in a lot of hardcore, deep personalization. And so therefore, it brings in information that is absolutely curated for you. And that's something there. But there's a lot of comfort in actually going to a page now like Wikipedia and kind of understanding that no matter who you are in the world, you're going to get access to the same information for free. I guess that's how the internet had started in the first place. 
it's it's a pretty interesting kind of observation isn't it because if i look at the way in which the internet is moving it is moving more and more towards everybody having subscribed to a certain algorithm and that algorithm is either googles or facebooks or instagrams or linkedin twitters yeah but the fact is that all of these algorithms are based upon your preferences you're giving them preferences they're noting it down they're trying to sharpen their search for you because they're trying to keep you know your attention on their site I don't think there is anything deeper than that. I am not too much of a subscriber of conspiracy theories of how, you know, they are manipulating your mind and all of that. I I don't go so deep as the social dilemma in in these factors. But what I do feel is that perhaps it is time for a retro move and look at some sites which don't personalize for you which don't customize for you i mean it is quite sobering at times because a lot of times when you kind of uh, you know uh, do an ego search right an ego search is very interesting because you do that and you type in your own name whatever it is and you get an immediate response from google especially if you're a little bit in the news or whatever it is and then you think aha i'm getting famous but the fact is go to duckduckgo and you'll soon find out <laughs> no such luck man no such luck so the point i'm making is if i look at search and the way in which it is sort of uh you know kind of transmogrifying if i have to use calvin and hobbes's term transmogrifying into something else it is an amazing journey to watch today google's business case of search engine uh, usage is kind of uh, what i wanted to speak about in this diary entry so it's been a long kind of intro but some useful points perhaps for you to consider what i think is that the search business is an interesting one for google but it its business case you know is being kind of eaten away by a few factors one of them obviously is well if i want to go and buy something i'll go to amazon right i may not necessarily go to google every single time so there's a reduction of business use cases uh, there right there and then if i wanted to go and get something to eat well i'll go to a zomato or a swiggy or something like that again i may not go to a google as my first port of call so human behavior gets more and more sophisticated and search engines are no uh, exception to the rule and so therefore the business cases are definitely getting reduced with a combination of amazon plus apps and then search itself okay is kind of being challenged by ad blockers because you know i'm i'm able to block a lot of ads now um, you know f- anywhere uh, on the internet if i install an ad blocker which means that you know the whole business of putting up search results and then you know me getting paid search results on top of a page and and stuff like that it is getting murkier and murkier and murkier and now on top of that you have a situation wherein people are migrating from text to voice search i read some crazy percentage that 20% of people in the us or something like that are already switching over to voice search now voice search is perhaps going to change the whole search you know engine game again By the way, how do you make money out of the search engine game? Well, through search engine optimization. You know, you optimize your website or your offering or whatever it is so that it can can come up there. And so, people who specialize in that, you know, uh, tell you what to do, tell all, tell you all the cool things to do, and then you get your search engine optimized. Or, or you do search engine marketing, which means that you use Google's mechanism of putting up your paid ad when people are searching for certain results. 
Now, all of that is going to perhaps be under question, under review when voice search comes in. Yes, sure, voice does convert into text. So some people think that it doesn't really matter. You know, eventually it is all getting into text. So search engine optimization and search engine marketing will still be very relevant. And there's some truth there. But, but, but here's the kicker. You know what? The big kicker is you when you type, when you type in text, your brain is functioning differently. You're being more logical and rational, I think. A lot of times you're being cool-headed maybe, okay? Unless it's on WhatsApp, of course, and you're fighting with some friend of yours. But coming back, if you're searching for something and if you're texting, it's very different from you putting in voice commands for search. Because voice commands for search, you know how we talk, right? Look at how I'm talking. And look at how I will write a wonderful note on LinkedIn talking about this podcast. Of course, butter won't melt in my mouth then when I'm typing. But when I am talking, things are different. And so even if that voice is converted into text, the nature of the search will be different. And suddenly, it will be very natural you know, sounding text that will be the focus of search engine optimizers. You know what I'm saying? Because already people are using voice search for especially local places, you know, search uh, for the local chaiwala or something like that. And you're using voice and you're getting answers which are very, very good, right? Now, I think that over a period of time, we are going to see a lot of changes in the way in which people use voice. People will move from text to voice and they will use a combination for a little while. It's not going to happen overnight. But essentially, when you're using voice, you're using a lot of emotionality. You're using a lot of natural language skills. You're using a lot of different kinds of expressions, uh, you know, and, and all of those have to be captured. And perhaps the search engine game will change again. It's a continuously evolving thing, I know, because when we developed the first ever digital curriculum in MICA almost a decade back now, it was uh, very interesting. The way in which we understood search at that point in time as a subject in the digital curriculum was very different because it was focused on, you know, black hat search and white hat search and what is ethical and what is not ethical and stuff like that. And I think things have come such a long way. If I look at the curriculum today of uh, if I have to teach search in any college, it is going to be damn, damn different. Well, but that's the nature of digital, isn't it? And that's the nature of life, I suppose. It keeps evolving, the damn thing. Well, I hope you like this diary entry of mine. And I uh, hope to regale you with another diary entry coming soon enough for the Thursday, for the Thursday. And uh, I feel that uh, you know, it's been such a pleasure talking to you and uh, I'm hoping to uh, engage you with The Travelling Professor Investigates, which was on a bit of a break last week. But I'm going to come back soon with a bang, with a bang, with another new video coming soon. I'll talk about it in the next podcast, maybe. All right. And if you love podcasts like these, well, just go to ibmpodcast.com and just download the app or just listen to it, man. Listen to it. Thanks. 